Welcome to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. Today's tale is entitled Sliver, Chapter 3. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. <laughs> As the smoke started to clear and the father Robin's lungs were beginning to breathe clean air, life was starting to fill his body. He was beginning to stir, to awaken from his smoky slumber. Slowly he stood, quivering in each step and taller he rose. The father flapped his wings and then was run over by a quad being used by the fire department. His head was squished between a rock and a tire. Bird brains squirted out. His eyes popped. His beak crushed. Regardless, a forest family was killed and other friends of the forest had their homes destroyed also. One thing about forests... The trees are the strongest, and they must protect the forest if they can. When a tree dies, the life inside the tree dies. And if a tree is harmed, causing the tree to die, that same fate awaits the life, and that cannot go unpunished. Now, since the fire, the forest began to repair itself. New growth had started filling in, replacing what had perished. The tree that was the home of the Robin family was still there, a reminder of what had happened. But the forest didn't need a reminder because trees never forget. This was the first time since the fire that Mary walked on a trail. As she walked, she was busy on her phone playing some sort of game, which was the rage these days. She wasn't really paying attention to her surroundings. As she rounded a corner in the path, she stopped. Her phone wasn't in her face anymore, and she was actually looking around because she was starting to have a recollection of being here before. The bench she saw looked very familiar, even though it was charred and blackened, from the fire. She realized that this was the last place she stopped when she had gone for a walk a couple of years ago. Seeing the vegetation that was growing and the burnt trees, in addition to the bench, made her start to wonder and question how the fire would have started. She noticed a somewhat large blackened tree whose branches had been burnt off. The tree anyone could tell, was dead. Nothing was growing on it, unlike some of the other trees that were burnt. Mary stepped off the path and walked towards it. Her eyes fixated on it as if the tree was a memorial as to what happened. Standing next to it, she placed her hand on the tree, expecting it to tell her what transpired that day. Suddenly, Mary pulled her hand away as if she had been shocked, pain going through her wrist and fingers. Looking at her middle finger on her right hand was a smudge of black. 
She wiped her finger on her jacket and noticed a sliver. Trying her nails to pull it out was unsuccessful. After having one last look at the tree, Mary started walking home to get some tweezers to pull the sliver out. She could feel and see the sliver, but she was unable to grasp it, even with the tweezers. Mary almost felt as if the sliver was moving deeper into her finger when she tried to pull it out. She remembers reading that the body will naturally remove a a foreign object. She cleaned the area and put a band-aid around it so nothing would rub against it. When it was time for bed, Mary drifted off to sleep. Her dreams were dark. She felt as if she was trapped and couldn't move while flames grew closer all around her. She woke (gasps) up, which startled the husband. He asked if she was okay. Once Mary oriented herself, she said she was fine. The husband asked if it was a bad dream, to which Mary replied, Yes. Just remember, honey, it was only a dream, which was the last thing he said before falling asleep.